What's up, Crossover fam? This is Tammy. We want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. God has been moving in major ways in our community, and we're so glad that you get to be a part of it. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to live out your calling in Christ. Enjoy this week's message. I hope y'all ready. Amen. Uh, let me say it again. I, I hope y'all ready. If, if you're ready, say I'm ready. Say, say it again. If, you, if you're ready, say I'm ready. Look, look I, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling an audible right now, right? I'm pulling an audible. Why am I pulling an audible? Because, because what you all brought in here today, God says it's time to run an audible because you don't even know this. But you sat in a chair that, that is literally has been waiting for you to sit in it today. Like, like you came into a place right now, and it's literally been, the atmosphere has been set waiting for you to arrive. You didn't even know it. This place has been prayed over. This place has been prayed over. Literally, the presence of God has said, I- I'm here today waiting on my people. The thresholds of every single door has been prayed over. L- literally waiting for you to cross through it. And, and literally, when you cross through that threshold of this door coming in, or when you turn on that video and allow your eyes to be glued on what's going on here at Crossover Church ATF, the Lord said, I've been waiting for you today. And, th- and there's something that I'm trying to impart into you. See, here's the crazy thing. I, I didn't know I was going to be on this assignment today. I, I, I didn't know that God had this assignment, but, but what I hear the Spirit of the Lord speaking and saying is, he's saying literally, son, your assignment today is to bring life back to your people. Your, your assignment today is to give people the thing that they need so that they can stand up and be who God has truly called them to be. I'm placing something in them that needs to be pulled out of them. Feel your stomach right now. Just rub your stomach. Rub your belly right now. I know some of y'all are like, that's kind of weird. There's something here, and, and it, it needs to come out. So today we're going we're gonna to bring that thing out today. Is that okay? Let, 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 me, let me jump into this. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. Here it is. You ready? The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass all around them. And behold, there were very many human bones in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said to me, and I'm saying to you, son of man, can these bones live? Let's pray, y'all. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence in this place. Father, I thank you right now, Father, that you have already released, Father, your anointed angels, Father, in this place. God, you're already moving up and down every single aisle. The power of God is present in this place. Father, we speak right now to every negative thought, every negative emotion, every negative thing. We bind up the hand of the enemy right now, and we say, cease in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak right now that every ear be open, every heart be receptive. God, pour your word into your people and pour life into your people. God, do it now, God. We're expecting it today. Do it now, God. Blow life now. 
and cause us to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Look at somebody right now and say, I hope you're ready. Look at somebody else and tell them, say, I hope you're ready. See, see we, we, we've been on this series called, called Wildfires, right? We've been on this series called Wildfires, and being in this series called Wildfires, I, I know Pastor, Pastor Scott, he's, he's really asked this question. He says, what could happen if we, the church, right, us, you, we, what could happen if we, the church, were literally on fire everywhere we went? How could life change if you were, were literally ablaze everywhere you went? Some of you all heard the story about the thermostat and the thermometer, right? So, so the thermostat and the thermometer, for those of you who don't know, very similar things. Both of them are gauges that, that work with temperature. The, the difference is this, though. The difference is this. The thermometer is simply to, to check the temperature. So if you take a thermometer, you put it inside of your mouth, it will tell you what the temperature is. The thermostat is kind of like that, but a little bit different. The thermostat, its objective is if the temperature is not correct, it will adjust the temperature. So, so literally, if you walk into this place and it's too hot, the thermostat will say, oh, wait a minute, it's too hot in here. And it'll kick on and it'll cool the place down. If you walk into a place and it's too cold, the thermostat was like, wait a minute, it's too cold. And it'll raise the temperature up. So, so, so regardless of what's going on around that place, around that situation, the thermostat will control it. See, see that, that's us right there. We, we are not the people who come in just to say, oh, yep, it's 85 degrees outside. That, that, that's cool to know what the temperature is. But listen, it's better to literally be able to walk into a place. And when you walk into a place, you know what the temperature needs to be because you are carrying the presence of God. And you can walk into a place and the environment begin to shift. You can walk into a place and people who are just looking real nasty at you, all of a sudden they start smiling at you. They don't even understand why. Because you walked into the place. And when you walk into the place as, as the thermostat, you can shift the environment. Look, let, let me tell you a little secret. See, I believe that no matter where I go as I carry the presence of God with me, no matter where I go, no matter what environment I step in, no matter what situation I step in, when I step in and I step in with him, zoom, things change. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone to a place and you can feel it? And you're like, I don't know what's going on in here. Have you ever asked yourself, well, maybe that's why you're there? Right? right? Because, because maybe you've been called to that place to shoot, change the environment, change the atmosphere. That's why you are there. Right? So we are literally the thermostat for, for, for the environments no matter where we go because we're the church and that's what we do. Amen, somebody. This wasn't even in the message. This is extra because you brought it in here. Come on. So, so listen, as we talk about wildfires, Pastor Scott spoke last week about this thing called the spark. And, and he broke it down. And, and at the end of the day, he talked about how we are literally that spark. And no matter where we go, that, shoom, that one spark, it can ignite a flame and it can do what it needs to do. That was awesome. That was the first part of this thing that we call the fire trinity. Today, I just want to dive in and talk just a little bit about the second part. Because this is what we know. There are three parts to the fire trinity, right? There's a spark. There's oxygen, 
right? And there's fuel. We talked about the first piece last week. Today I want to talk a little bit about this thing called oxygen or, or wind. And, and I know you're probably like, I, I don't understand why you're talking about this, but, but you will in just a second. So y'all just follow me. Sit tight. Buckle up. You ready? Here we go. When we talk about wind, when we talk about wind, when we talk about wind, wind in the Bible is connected with God's breath. God's breath. When we speak about God's breath, we're talking literally about his ultimate authority over the entire world. The breath of God. There's power literally in the breath of God. The breath, the word in Hebrew is ruach. That was my Hebrew right there. The ruach of God. That's literally what they're speaking about. And when you talk about the Ruach of God, there is power inside of that word. Some of you are like, well, how do you say it again? Ruach, kind of like Wuha, but Ru with like R in the front of it. If you don't know what Wuha is, go Google Wuha. There's a song about it, right? Wuha, Wuha. Anyways, Ruach is kind of like that, except with an R in the front of it. Now, here's the crazy thing about the Ruach of God. The Ruach of God, again, God's breath. And when God blows his breath on something, he brings forth life and is bringing forth life. When he he blows on something, he blows on something, life comes. He blows on it and life comes. Check it out. Genesis 2, Genesis 2, chapter uh, verse 7. This is what it says. Then the Lord God formed, that is, created the body of man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being, an individual complete in body and spirit. Let me say that again. And the man became a living being, an individual complete in body and spirit. How did the man become complete in body and in spirit? It took this thing called the Ruach of God to go into his nostrils to allow him to bloop, 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 Now I'm alive. Look at somebody. Say, I'm awake. Say, I'm alive. Say, I'm alert. Look at somebody else. Say, I'm awake. Say, I'm alive. Say, I'm alert. How do we know this? We know this because this morning, while you were sleeping, God saw fit to say, let me blow my breath into my son and in my daughter's nose, in their nostrils. Let me wake them up. Let me give them life. See, 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 some of us, even right now, we're like, we're like, God, why am I here? Quit worrying about why. Just know you're here. And if you hear this purpose behind you, there's purpose in you, there's purpose with you. Let's go a little further. Look at somebody say, go further, go further, go further, go further. So when we're speaking about Ruach, there's literally power associated with that kind of wind. There's power associated with that kind of breath. The Ruach of God is the same wind that parted the waters and allowed people to walk across on dry land. The Ruach of God blew. The Ruach of God is what we just read about. It's the same breath that God blew into the nostrils of humankind. Boom, and they stood up and they became, right? The Ruach of God is the same spirit that Jesus claims and empowers the early church. If you go back and look at Acts chapter 2, right? This is the Ruach of God showing up. And everywhere the Ruach of God shows up, there's power that is released. Because that's what the wind does. Because that's what the breath does. Because that's what the oxygen does. Boom, it brings life. So it's the same power. 
And that wind, that wind is everywhere. See, listen, sit still for a second. If you sit still, it's like you can almost feel it moving right now. Like if, if, if you sit still and quiet your mind, you can feel it literally like tapping on your shoulder. The baby feels it. <laughs> Touching you right now. This is literally the Ruach of God in action, and it's in this place. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Watch this. John 3 and 8, it says this. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you don't know where the wind comes from or where it's going. That's the way it, it, it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Listen, shoo, you got the wind in you. Shoo, and when you show up, you show up not of your own. Shoo, you show up possessed by, by literally the wind of God, the ruach of God, the power of God. Shoo, you show up not in your own strength, but in the strength and the power of God. Shoo, you show up, you show up, you show up. And when you show up, things happen and things change because you showed up. The wind is everywhere. So today, I'm just, I'm going to give y'all a couple things. I'm going to give y'all three things that we can do to bring the ruach of God, the wind of God, that will be able to literally fan the flame of the spark. And as it's fanning the flame of the spark, that spark is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. The next thing you know, we're seeing wildfire. So we're going to give you three things today. Amen? Somebody say three things. All right, let, let me give you just a little bit of background, a little bit of background, a little bit of background. When we're looking, when we're looking at Ezekiel, right, in that first scripture that I read today, we meet this guy. His name is Ezekiel. Ezekiel is one of the Hebrew prophets writing during the Babylonian exile in the 6th century B.C., right? This was before the common era, right? Now, check this out. The Israelite people, they were displaced from the homeland. They were displaced from the promised land, and they were in a place where they're sitting there looking for God. Not only were they far from home. But they also believed and they felt that they were far from God as well. I don't know about you. Maybe you've been there before. Where you feel like you're far away. You feel like you're far away from God. And you're asking, you're like, God, but where are you? God, I'm looking for you. Where are you? God, I need you. Where are you? And God is saying, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Somebody shout Ruach. Say it again. Say Ruach. So what do we need to do to bring the Ruach into our lives? Here's the first thing. Here's the first thing. You have to be in position. You have to be in position. And being in position, that means you have to be obedient to the things of God. Check it out. This morning, the Lord spoke to you, whether you know it or not. And this is how the Lord spoke to you. He, he said, hey, child, you need to get up today and go on over to that place on Joseph E. Boone. What place you want me to go to, Lord? I want you to go to that place called Crossover Church ATL. Lord, are you sure? Yep, that's the place I'm sending you to today. Why? Because I got something for you today. Lord, are you sure? Yep, I'm God. I know what's going on. You, you, you don't. So, so, so Lord is speaking to you, and he's putting you in position. And that position requires obedience. Somebody say obedience. That's the problem. You know why that's the problem? Because many of us, we don't like rules. <laughs> many of us don't like being told what to do. Somebody had parents growing up. And when your mama or your daddy told you to do something, even if it was right, sometimes we just want to buck. You're like, can you move the cup from off the table? 
Can you not eat in my living room? Maybe a parent has said that a time or two. I don't want you to eat in my living room because then you might mess up my good furniture. Right? But, but for whatever reason, as a child, we rebel against that word, even though it's right. You, you don't want to have a messy couch. You don't want to have a messy car. You don't want that. But for whatever reason, we think as a child, we grown. We know better than our parents. So when they're not around, I'm going to take my little cup, I'm going to take my little Cheetos and Doritos, and I'm going to go on up in the living room, and I'm going to sit in there watching Scooby-Doo with my feet propped up, doing what I want to do. See, you might not be eating Cheetos and fruit, you know, Fruity Loops and all those good things, but you, yeah, you might be being disobedient because God is speaking to you to do something you think that you know better than God. Mm. You want to know a little secret? Even though we think we know better than God, here it is. You don't. <laughs> we don't. Uh, all of us, we, we, we don't. In fact, God wants better than us than we know that we want for ourselves. You can write that one down. He wants better for you than you even deserve. You can write that down too. Like if it was up to you, you would settle for the lower thing. And God says, I'm trying to give you this up here. You can't even reach it. But you like, yeah, I got, I'll take that. Some of y'all in here, you, you, you happy that, 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 that you got the, uh, the, 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 the little, the, what, what's those little uh, smart cars? Y'all know what I'm talking about? You ever see those little smart cars that look like little matchboxes, right? And we're like, yeah, I want, I want, I want a smart car. And you, you, you get excited about the smart car, and there's nothing wrong with the smart car. But the problem is this. God said, I had the desire of your heart ready for you. You settled. You, you, you settled for the lower thing. When I had the bigger thing for you, and God is so awesome, he'd be like, are you sure that's what you want? He's like, yeah, God, it's what I want. And you're like, okay, boom. When you could have, y'all see what I'm saying? So we have to understand that God wants better than us than we even want for ourselves. So what is obedience? Obedience is being in compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. It's laying yourself down and your wants down and your desires down. It's laying them down for what he wants for you. Mm. James 1.22, it says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Some of us right now, we read it. We're like, you know, yeah, I read the word today, but we're, we're not active in it. Doing what it says. Why? Because we think we know better. John 14, 23, it says this. It says, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. If you really love me, you'll do what I ask you to do. Right? First John 2, 17, it says this. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. It's about obedience. Matthew 7, 24, it says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. This is all about obedience. And see, what happens when we are obedient, it puts us in position. You got to catch that. When we are obedient, it puts us in position. When we are obedient, it puts us in position. You cannot be in position and you are being disobedient. Let me ask you a question. Anybody ever go to like a soda machine? You ever use a soda machine? Raise your hand if you've ever used a soda machine before. Um, for those of you who do not have your hand raised, I don't know where you are at, but we're talking, you know, the 
put money in it. So boom, boom, boom. Right? So check this out. Have you ever gone to a, a soda machine that had a sign on it that says out of order? Right? Now let me ask you a question. When you see the sign that says out of order, do you put your money in that? Why? Because it's out of order. If we are not operating in obedience to God and are in order, then, then why in the world would he deposit inside of something, listen, that is not going to produce fruit? If you ain't seeing your soda of life pop out, you, we need to go back and reverse engineer that thing and ask, am, am I in order? Am I being obedient to the things of God? Because if not, well, maybe there's, there's your answer. You have to be in position. Let me go back. Ezekiel 37, this is what's happened, right? The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass all around them, and behold, there were very many human bones in the open valley, and lo, they were dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? Listen, literally God took Ezekiel, and he placed him in a place. Now, now, now here's the crazy thing. You know, sometimes when God is trying to take us and position us, we start kicking and dragging and being mad. God, I don't want to go over there. I don't like it over there. God, they're not my friends over there. God, they're different from me. I don't want to go. So literally, we're fighting against God who is trying to put us in position. We're fighting where we're being led to. We're fighting where we're being planted. And God said, I'm just trying to get your roots. And we're fighting against that thing. Check this out. When we fight against God and we fight against being put in position, what we're doing, we're stopping our destiny and our purpose. We're literally going to put it on halt. It's a weight right now until we get right in position. Somebody say, I got to get in position. Say, I got to get in position. I got to get in position. Got to get in position. I got to get in position. Remember what I told you? God wants better for you than you even want for yourself. So we got to be obedient and be placed in position. Say Ruach. Say it again. Say Ruach. Say it from the depth of your belly. Say Ruach. All right, let's, let's jump in number two, number two, number two. In order to bring the Ruach, we have to be ready. Somebody say ready. You have to be ready. Ready for what? We have to be ready to literally speak God's word. You got to be ready to speak God's word. You got to be ready to release it out of your mouth. My dad says it this way. He says, son, you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You got to be on ready at all times at all times check this out second timothy says it this way and and so i solemnly urge you before god and before christ jesus so who will someday judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom check this out to preach the word of god urgently at all times Whenever you get the chance, in season and out, when it's convenient and when it's not, correct and rebuke your people when they need it, encourage them to do right, and all the time be feeding them patiently with God's word. Why should we do that? Because he woke you up. Because he put life into your, into your lungs. Because he said, son or daughter, get up. 
because he said, I'm trying to put you in position. Because he said, I'm sending you someplace. He said, this is not about you. This is about my word going forward. The Ruach of God. And it's on the inside of you right now, right now. Check this out. So, so Ezekiel, right, Ezekiel. So, so this is what it says. Ezekiel 37.3 uh, says, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them. Let me say that again. Prophesy to these bones and say to them. Can I demystify a word real quick? Prophecy. Every time people hear the word prophecy, they get scared. They're like, ooh, that's a spooky church right there. They talking about prophecy. They pr- prophecy. Let me break it down. You ready? Saying what God says about a thing. Period. That's it. Prophecy. Saying what God says about a thing. So when he's speaking to Ezekiel and he says, Ezekiel, I want you to go prophesy. All he's really saying is, Ezekiel, I want you to go and tell the people what I say about them. Period. Crossover Church ATL. Go prophesy to your situation. Prophesy to your world. Prophesy to your community. Prophesy to your job. What does that mean? Go say to it what God says about it. Simply. Period. That's it. Go prophesy. Somebody say prophesy. Now, now, now why would you do that? Check this out. Because when you say what God says, you will always get God's results. When you say what God says about something, his results are imminent. Because the results then are not dependent upon you. The results are dependent upon God. Because he said it. We got married. Did the Lord tell y'all to get married? Yes, he did. So then don't depend on yourself to fix the marriage. Depend on God because God is the one who ordained the marriage and put y'all together. For better or for, oh, we forgot about that part right there. Oh, we thought it was just supposed to be all good. God is the one who placed you in the job that you're mad about right now. Right? So instead of being mad about it, prophesy. Go back to it and say to it what God said about it. God said, this place is anointed. God says, I'm supposed to be in this place. God says, when I open my mouth, situations will shift and change. This is what God says. Not what you said. You got to prophesy to the situation. And when we do that, we stay on ready. Because listen, you never know when your opportunity is going to come. You never know when your moment's going to come. And check this out. If your moment comes and you're not ready, woo-wee. That's like being a cup that's unusable. I got, a, I got a favorite cup at my house. And when I open up the little cabinet, if it's there, I'm always going to go for that one. I don't know why. You probably got one too. But it's my favorite cup. You know what I hate? When I go and open the cabinet and I look for that cup and it's dirty, which means I can't use it because it's dirty. Now, I know some of y'all are like, well, you could wash it. That's my wife speaking right there. I, I hear it in, my, in the back of my head. But the truth of the matter is I can't use a dirty cup. Y'all got me? So we want to make sure that we're ready and we're, we're in a position to be used. Somebody say, I'm ready. Somebody say, I'm ready. Say ruach, 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 ruach. The third thing, the third thing, the third thing. We have to be intentional. Let me say it again. We, we, we have to be intentional to allow the ruach of God 
to operate. Be intentional. How, how, how can we be intentional? This is literally like, 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 like you remember Pastor Scott was talking about building the fire and he had a little spark. And, and then with the spark, he couldn't like, like, like literally just, just put the spark down. He had to get around it. You remember he was talking about that? You have to cover it sometimes. And, and then you just, you go like this. Like, like it's, it's a gentle blow. You, you, don't, you don't sit there and blow hard on the thing. You don't, you don't, because if you blow hard, listen, it'll go out. So, so you have to be intentional about how you're working with, with the spark. You have to be intentional about how you're working with the people. You have to be intentional about how you're loving. You have to be intentional about how you're listening because it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a gentle blow. It, 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 you have to be patient and, and intentional as, as you work this out. First Timothy says this, be sure to use the abilities God has given you through his prophets when the elders of the church laid hands upon your head. Put these abilities to work. Throw yourself into your tasks so that everyone may notice your improvement and progress. Listen, keep a close watch on all you do and think. Stay true to what is right and God will bless you and use you to help others listen 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 I know you came in this place today and I know you're probably asking yourself why God what's what's going on God I need something God I'm searching for something God I'm looking for something and God says I brought you in this place today to let you know that just as I use Ezekiel the prophet there's a room full of people in here today that God is charging right now to go out into this world and to be his prophets, to speak what God says about the situation. Not going out and beating people up, but being gentle and being patient and working with people. And even when they don't get it right, we don't kick them away. In fact, what we do, we we draw in closer. We say, brother, sister, it's, it's not over. I'm here to walk with you through the thing. So Ezekiel says this in 37, 7. He says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a thundering noise. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together. Bone to its bone and I looked and behold there were sinews on the bones and flesh grew and skin covered them but there was no breath in them then he said to me prophesy to the breath prophesy to the breath son of man and say to the breath thus says the Lord come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied. And as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great army. My job today was very simple to come today to breathe life onto you to breathe life into you
to watch the things that were broken in your life, the things that were separated in your life, shoo, come together. And as those things come together and as you stand up on your feet today, because today you're like, you know what, there's something that's happening in this place and, and I feel like I'm on my feet today. God says, we're not done yet. Just because you can stand up on your feet, I'm not done yet. I got to blow the Ruach of God in you. Because that enables you with the power of God. So listen, I want everybody to stand right now. See, as you stand right now, this is just a symbol that I'm standing on my feet. God, I hear you today. I'm standing on my feet. See, and what we're going to do right now, I want every single one of you, I want you to begin to prophesy to the Ruach, the north, the wind from the north, south, east, and west about your life, about your situation, about what you have going on about every door that seems to be closed and God says, I'm still making a way out of no way. See, I want you to begin speaking right now as God has commanded. Prophesy, sons and daughters. Speak to your situation what I say about your situation. Come on, y'all, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Let's begin speaking to the Lord. Open your mouth. You begin prophesying to that situation. Open your mouth. You begin telling that situation what God says about the situation. Open your mouth. See, see, every time you open your mouth, every word that is coming out of your mouth, strength is going into your body. Strength is going into your lungs. Strength is going into your loins. Strength is coming over your mind. Strength right now. Power is being released on the inside of you. Power to stand up. Power to keep on moving. Power to keep on going. Power to fight even though you feel like quitting. There is no quit in you, son. There is no quit in you, daughter. Today is the day. There is a rebirth going on on the inside of you. Today I'm lifting you up. I'm raising you up. I'm removing the doubt. I'm removing the fear, says the Lord, today. And you speak. As you speak and prophesy, as you move forward and as you're ready, God says it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Keep on talking. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Keep on speaking. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Situations that you can't even see right now, it, they're moving out of the way. Places even far from here, things are, are lining up. The Spirit of God is touching people in places that, that you can't even see right now. They don't even understand. But God says, I'm in the midst, I'm in the midst, I'm in the midst, and I'm working. You are the solution. Stop waiting on somebody else. Open your mouth and speak to the wind. Open your mouth and speak and release the power. Because when you do that, God says that I'm using you, son and daughter. So while we're up, I challenge you today to get in position, to be ready, to be intentional. Because when we do that, the Ruach of God is released. And there is power on the inside of you that you don't even understand that is released. So, Father God, I thank you right now. I thank you that you are releasing the Ruach of God inside of your people. I thank you that a boldness is stirring up now in the name of Jesus. 
I thank you that there is no give up in your people, God. God, even when they want to sit down, God, God, I pray supernatural strength, supernatural rest right now in the name of Jesus, God. God, I thank you right now that they have strategy, God, strategy to defeat the enemies that are coming their way, God. We even speak right now, Father, to their lives, God, and all that that encompasses their lives, God. God, we speak right now and say you are bringing it all together, every broken piece, every messed up thing, every broken promise, all the stuff, God, that encapsulates and puts them together as who they are. God, you're bringing them together and you're saying, yes, it is so today that I'm shifting everything and I'm bringing about my power in the form of the Ruach of God. And when you take a dead, dry situation and you show up as a spark, God says as the Ruach, he's he's blowing it. And as he's blowing it, the fire is raising up on the inside of you. And it's bringing forth change and purifying every situation. So, Father, we thank you right now, God. Rest on your people today, God. Rest on their hearts today, God. Let them be active, God. Let, let, let them be hearers and doers of your word. God, 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 don't let them walk out of this place the same, God. Let them walk out of this place understanding who they are and whose they are, God. Let them walk in the identity of Christ. And in walking in the identity of Christ, they are walking with the same ability as Christ to speak a thing and it be established. God, that power, allow that to rise up inside of your people. So, Father, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for what you are doing. And we thank you for the wildfire that is each and every one of us. We give you glory. We expect it, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Man, what a powerful message. We want to thank you for tuning in. I hope that this week's word blessed and encouraged you. God is doing some amazing things in our community, and we're so glad to have you be a part of it. If you're new to our ministry, we would love to connect with you. You can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash connect and fill out the information so that we can stay connected. Also, if you would like to give to help support our ministry, you can go to crossoverchurchatl.com backslash give. Thanks and God bless.